Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Oh. Keep keeping the new tradition going. I like a it. little snap of the can I like it. to get this thing rolling. It's episode sixty-eight of Life Over Par. Welcome everybody. Yeah, no. Uh, Kevin's in studio here. Kyle, you can't see him on the computer. We can't either. But oh, there he is. There oh. you go. He's he's got his hands full at the moment. A little update from the kid household. I'll let you let you take care of that one, Kyle. Yep. Kids up. Of the twins made their appearance here on Saturday. Uh, round, well, Saturday morning, right? Yeah. Michelle's water broke at like one o'clock in the morning. And from there, went to the hospital and the slowly, it went pretty fast. And by, by lunch, we were, Michelle was walking around and we were having lunch and I had two babies. Seems pretty smooth. Yeah, they were NICU for a couple Very of days, smooth. but yeah, they were NICU for just observation, but they didn't need any CPAP. They didn't need any extra help. Um, Kinsley didn't need a little bit, actually, um, when she was born. She was born with her foot and like her foot face. Like she what? was like an act. In like her face? Put, like she had her own foot. She had her hands and a foot like. In her face. Oh, like like daughter, like father. <laughs> Sometimes you just put your foot in your mouth, you know. <laughs> Pretty much what what it was, and uh, yeah, she needed a little help with breathing for like fifteen minutes, and then all good. Sweet. Did I see uh like what five pounds five ounce five pounds seven yeah, ounce? Yeah, yeah, one's five five. Um, Kinsley, who I am. Yeah, that's Kinsley. See, I'm already getting myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you do Kins- it? Yeah, I couldn't Kins- do Kinsley that. is the one I'm feeding, and then Everly uh, came out. She was five eleven. Five eleven. So, okay. Both nineteen both came- ounces or nineteen inches. Yep. They. Uh, yeah, both are great. So it's just getting them on a routine, and as you can see, we're trying to like feed them at the same time. So hopefully, we can rest and sleep at the same time, and. We got a good three hours of sleep yesterday in a row, so that was solid last night. So, solid. Back at it. Back awesome. at it tonight. Perfect. Well, it's nice you're making time to kind of squeeze us in here a little bit. Uh, we're going to try to get through a few things quickly, and then you can jet off yeah. do what you got to do. Um, <sighs> we've we've missed two tournaments. Uh, well, we we missed recapping one, and then our picks and a recap of another because we took a week off. Um, So way back when, you know, the waste management, I think they go by the WM now, uh, Phoenix Open. Uh, That is, as we said before, like the Super Bowl environment of golf. And it it showed true um, with Harry Higgs draining a punt and showing his belly. Crowd went wild. And then Joel Damon took his shirt off and swung it around above his head and – the crowd went wild again. That was great. 
It's fantastic. Uh, winner of that tournament, though, was Scotty Scheffler. And I remember sending a message to our group. Um, I think it was Saturday. I said, like, cool down, Scotty, or something like yep. that on Saturday. And he just never did, I guess. Never did. Uh, comes out getting $1,476,000. Good for him. Uh, I took Xander Shoffley, who tied for third, and Pat Perez, who missed the cut. Uh, Kevin, you had uh, Justin Thomas get you tied for eighth. Adam Hadwin get you tied for 26th. And then Kyle missed the cut with both of his guys. So that works out perfect for us. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm sitting at a cool... Two million seven hundred forty-eight thousand seven hundred sixty dollars. Kevin, three million six hundred fifty-four thousand four hundred forty-two. Kyle, you stayed at your four point eight mil. So, love it. The order stayed the same, but it got maybe a little closer. And then last weekend, uh, Tiger Woods, the host of the Genesis, it was uh, it was an interesting tournament. Um, right at the end there, I thought maybe my guy had a chance to come up and push a playoff. Didn't happen. But uh, Joaquin Neiman, I believe it's pronounced Quinoa, though, right? Huh? Quinoa Neiman? Quinoa. Like, like yes. the commercial? Yes. Quinoa Neiman. Absolutely. I think so. Wire-to-wire uh, -wire victory. Never gave away first place through all four days. $2,160,000. Colin Morikawa, who started the day uh, eight strokes back, ended up getting tied for second. That was my pick. And then I had Tony Finau get T33. Kevin, do you remember your picks? Uh, Victor. Victor Hovland. Yep. Yep. It was going to be Colin Morikawa, but you got first pick. Yep. You son of a bitch. So you got, you got Victor. And Alex, Alex Noren. Noren, yes. Yep. So Hovland got T4, Noren T48. So far, four for four on making the cut. Kyle, do you remember your picks? I know where this is going. Uh, no, I don't even know what I had for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> you had Cameron Smith <laughs> for breakfast. Okay. Yep. He, he, uh, he was T33. And then you pick Paul Casey as a dark horse. He was T15, so six for six on making the cup for us. Hey, there we it's go. It's been a while. You know, you go Good job, guys. You go a week where I get both of my guys that miss, then you get both of your guys that miss, then Kyle gets both of his guys that miss, and then we all get it. So we're, we're, we're figuring it out. We're getting there. Getting it. Um, so after all those numbers go in, I am just shy of 3.9 mil. Kevin, you are just over 4.2 mil. And Kyle, you are just over 5.1 mil. So Son of a bitch. not quite a million over, over Kevin in second place there, but we're catching up. Need a few more of those missing the cuts for you. And then this week is the Honda Classic. Um, we've, we've left the West coast swing of tournaments and now we're in the Florida swing of tournaments. And, uh, I will once again, take first pick because I'm still in last. So I will go with my pick of Sanjay M 
And my dark no horse. Way. Yep, yep. And my Jesus. dark dark Man. horse is Russell Knox. Oh, it looks like Kyle's got to pick a new one. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Sun J M is my guy, and then Russell Knox is my dark horse. I gotta make up some money. So of course I'm gonna go with the number one favorite guy. Number one. Yep. So second place, Kevin. Do you have some picks? I kind of want to wait for Kyle to see if he picks my guy, so then he has to go back and find somebody else okay. again. So let, <laughs> let him let him sit there and search. Okay. Okay, good, got mine. It's a good move. Okay, he's back. Okay. All right, Louis Oosthism. Oosthism my dudes. Oosthism my dudes. And he's gone. <laughs> Did I get it, Kyle? Keep going. And, uh... Oh boy. I gotta try to put this in. You're not picking my dark horse. Now it escapes me. Ian Poulter. Okay. Smile yet. Leo and INP. Mm hmm. There you go. Oh, that's my guy. Oh, right there. All right. I'm gonna go with uh, Shane Lowry. Okay. And Danny Willett. Danny Willett. Danny Willett. <laughs> of okay. all people. I almost went with my uh, Luke Donald pick. Because I think he's going to win one. and He's playing this tournament I saw. I, mean, I think it was him. Well, last tournament, I put money on uh, Adam Scott. Because pre-tournament, you know, I sent you that picture. He was, yeah. he was in form. He had the beard going. It looked like victory beard form. Uh And then he shaved the beard down. So got to get the cash out. I've got Danny Willett at plus 15,000. 15,000. That's got to be the biggest dark horse Kyle has ever picked. I know he's picked some 12,000s. We're talking 15,000. That's what I've got him on CBS. Well, what would Luke Donald done for you? He's like 30,000? 20,000. He's down there. Yep, I had, uh, who else is there? Sorry, I'm trying to change my girl here. We'll allow it. All right. The, uh, I had, it was him and, um, I don't know what Luke Donald was. But I I looked at him. Shane Lowry, I have him at plus 3,000, so. That's good. Um, I went with. By uh, obvious Sun JM being the number one, you know, pick for this tournament, so I had to go with him. But I went Russell Knox because he went to school in Florida, so I was hoping a little Florida familiarity with the tournament he'll pull through. He's hmm. a Scottish guy. Especially not more big, bigger names playing in this week. It is kind of uh, kind of weak, isn't it? Kind of a dead Jack's week place? compared. Compared to last week, for sure. Where they had looking... top 11 in the world there. Yeah, where's Seamus Power? This should be like his bread and butter. Yeah, especially you don't pay sales tax. You're in Florida. Come on, man. I mean, who who has or the most tax. who has the most victories in the state of Florida? Uh, uh, I'm going to say Tiger. That would be my guess. It is Tiger. Do you know how many he has? No. 
28. I think it's 22. I don't know that for a fact, but it's it's foreshadowing. It's like over 10 just more than the person in second. <laughs> Good one. It's like more than 10 over the guy in second. I just saw it today. Didn't save it. Didn't really remember everything on it, but I know Tiger was one. I just want to. I just want to have it where like was the seventeenth hole or was that part three where that hit over water? Uh, it's I just want to know fifteen. I, fifteen. I started the bear trap. I just want to know what the over under on how many balls are in the water and just take the over and just hope for carnage. Well, you know they're going to keep track of it. So do you have a yeah. number for that? Oh no. You you don't just gonna throw one out. Oh, uh, no, I have no idea. I don't know what last year was. I don't like expect usually, you to know the answer of it, but you oh. can throw out a guess. 38. 38 balls in water? I think you're way low. Say 75. Wow. We'll go 75 balls in water throughout the whole weekend. 67, just for the hell of it. There you go. Your favorite number. Hey, do you ever pay Kevin for his uh, pick on, what did you pick, uh, Caesars? Or the FanDuel thing? Did you send him money? (laughs) He did. I sure did. I have cash. I can give him cash. Cash is king. Send him cash. I don't get a one percent charge from Venmo. Here you go. I'll send you. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you packing with cash tonight, Kevin. So, See, we're, we're, made money this episode. We're, we're gonna get into those picks, um, and we'll jump back into a golf segment after that. But uh, Super Bowl picks. So it was Blue Gatorade. We were we were all wrong. It was Blue Gatorade. Um, the First beer commercial out of the three of us was Ultra. You were right there. Oh, yeah. They actually had two commercials. They were, they were pretty decent. Um, I don't think Corona even had one. Budweiser was late. I should have known. They were going to do one cool one later in the game. Not the first. I should have known that. Bud Light was pretty quick. Bud Light was. They got a new thing going out. I don't know what that even is. It's like a seltzer looking can but it's not a, i don't believe a seltzer it's just a new bud light thing um what other picks did we do um gotta jump now into the, uh the coin chat. flip coin flip i had it as tails. It. it was heads i'd had um heads never fail spud yeah that's how that's how it goes right i don't know um i did have cincinnati winning that coin toss they did. So we're good there. Um, the over-under on the National Anthem time, you were unaware of what that time was going to be, who the singer was. It was over. Yeah. It was definitely over. It was like a minute oh, 50. Oh, the big miss. It was supposed Kevin to be was 90, the research. 95 seconds. Uh, yeah. And I went with the I over, and it was a minute 50. I didn't fully understand your research. No, I didn't have any. So you're like, that don't. That's terrible. That. <laughs> well, so you know, I hope I hope Kinsley burps in his mic. So, <laughs> me too. There is a video out of that singer who sang the national anthem in a minute twenty seven. It was on YouTube. I don't know what she was singing for. So the number was right. a minute and thirty five seconds. So you could have been right with the under, but it's like, all right, it's a Super Bowl. She's gonna drag this out a little bit more. It's going to be the over, and it did minute minute fifty. So, did you notice when they introduced like the the one singer sang like "America the Beautiful" or something, nope. and they 
they introduced her and they were showing the girl that was going to sing the national anthem. Mm-mm. No, I missed that. I was watching the golf tournament. Oh, and yeah. then like switching over. And then being like, okay, they're singing America the Beautiful. Back to the golf tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I did. I watched the golf tournament. Yeah, the switch back right dude, away. And It's such a good like ending. Like Those last three holes are yeah. sweet. 17 is awesome. Went to a playoff. Mm-hmm. And they did three or four holes of the playoff. I didn't watch the playoff. I watched golf, and then they're like, we're going to the playoff. Uh, not. Yeah, I watched the first. Time switch. Never Whenever I sit down with Michelle to watch any golf tournament, I'm like, it's just like 10 more minutes. I swear. It's got to be like seven or eight last times we watched golf together. It went to a playoff. So she's like, okay, so you will change this, whatever we're doing in an hour. I'm like, yep. Yeah. And it took like an hour because it went like seven holes, right? Or five or six or something. I don't know. I think it was a th- three or four hole playoff. Can't remember exactly. Yeah. But um, as far as, as betting goes, the Rams did pull out the victory. Mm-hmm. We, we were all on that oh, yeah. wagon there for the Rams. And now I have a decision to make. Oh, yeah. Do I do I take the cash out? No. Because I'm down to one more needed thing. The Oilers have to win the Stanley Cup. What happened? So my $1 bet has a cash out of $131. What's well, gone up then? Yeah, 131 bucks for one dollar. But if the Oilers win, it's like seventy nine hundred bucks. I feel like that cash out is good. I mean, it's gotta go higher. If they, they win. keep playing well. I mean if they make the playoffs, I mean they're currently losing now, I think. Tonight, yeah. They're playing the lightning. But last I checked, they had more shots, like almost twice the number of shots, and that's good news. Just got to keep peppering the net. So I don't know if I take that buyout. $1, take out the $131 buyout. I'm tempted. That's a good win off of a dollar. It is. However, what if they win, man? I know, right? I'm going to feel terrible. Oh, sick. Well, I, got, I have another bet. That's a three-leg parlay that is the same thing. It was um, Atlanta to win the World Series. Um, the Rams? Rams to win the Super Bowl. Oilers to win the World or the Stanley Cup. So maybe I'll let that one roll because that one's going to pay out 1100 bucks. So I take my buyout for 131 bucks. let's 1100 bucks roll. Six grand on the table. It's a pretty small table, Kevin. That could, that could be toppling uh, over pretty easy. Let it roll. Well, it's a dollar. Let it roll or put it on Jordan Spieth. Definitely not putting it on Jordan Spieth, so I guess I got to let it roll. So let it roll. If those are my let two options, roll. I let it roll, I guess. All right. Let it roll. Fine. I'm, I'm going to let it roll. At least wait till the playoffs. I'm hoping they make it. Yeah. I'm hoping they make it. That's why it's kind of iffy here, because if they don't make the playoffs, it's totally done. Well, yeah. Just totally done. If but, they do make yeah. the playoffs, they're still in a Mickey Mouse division. So, but oh, here we go, Mickey Mouse. But I think the last game they lost, and they're they're losing this one. I think four to two. But before that, their last ten games were seven two and one. They're they're on a positive swing here. And you're seven, seven two and one. Come on. And your buyout hasn't gone up. It is not. 
because now they're playing the Lightning, and I think they play the Wild. In like an hour? Those are pretty good. They're going to lose those. Uh, that's probably. Probably. So, <clears throat> so um, congrats to the Rams. Congrats to Matt Stafford. All of the Matt Stafford haters, keep on. Suck keep, it. Keep on keeping on with your hate if yeah. you'd like. But Twin he, girls, let's go. Go got, Stafford. You got the ring. Twin dad. I can't wait to, I can't wait to get my, my Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That worked, right? I'm sure. I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go, boys. Okay. I'm going to finish this up. So, wish me luck. Yeah, good luck. Get some sleep. Yeah. Michelle, congratulations. Good luck. Get some sleep. They say, congratulations. Good luck. Get some sleep. She's like, all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We'll right. see ya. Goodbye, kids see family. Ya. Bye. All right. Well, he's he's gone. Bye, dang. I'll go stop that recording. All right. Good thing you edit this. Yeah. I do. We don't really uh, need the headphones anymore now that Kyle's gone. I like the way it sounds. Okay. I mean, I do too. We can do this. We'll do it this way. Then. I feel like I don't know if I'm talking into the mic if I don't have headphones on. Right. I don't know if it's quite loud enough. I feel like I just understand what I'm saying better when I hear it in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that is true. It just feels better. So mm-hmm. grab my beer. Feels get right. Back set. Okay. Unwritten rules of golf. Got Kyle gone for this. That's okay. There's there's some rules that I don't follow, and there's some rules that I do. I was going to get your take on it and see if there's any that you also have. So, um, on the course, and you find a ball, do you take that ball? I give her a good looky Lou. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's right. That's the rule. If it's nice, I take it. That's it. <laughs> You look around, if you don't see anybody, that's now your ball. Yeah. Even if it's like in the rough, like just off the fairway in the rough, you're still looking around. You're like, all right, there's nobody here. Sometimes even if it's a bad ball, because uh, as I mentioned before, my dad has a driving range on a pipeline. Okay. So yeah. We we load that up. Some, just get a big bucket load of driving range balls. Yep. Okay. Range balls. That's good. Ron J. Yeah. Another um, <laughs> rule. The reason this came up is because I seen a video that was on YouTube of a guy that was getting into golf during COVID. It's the first time he ever played golf, and he wasn't sure of all the rules. Oh, that's so he's a like, hell of a time to get into it. Yeah. So he's like trying to come up with the rules, and then like the figure out the unwritten rules of golf with like etiquette and everything. So <laughs> one of them that he came up with, and I like it, was you don't have to do anything. So when someone says, "Oh, you have to do this." For like a rule in golf, he goes, "No, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> just play." Oh yeah. So I like I like that one. You just don't have to do anything. Just play golf. I definitely feel that way for starting out. I'm like, if you're playing with somebody that's just getting into it, you're never gonna be like, "Well, you yeah. know, this is yeah, following all the rules and everything." Yeah, I guess you could tell them if we were following the rules, this is what you should do, just so they know. Yeah. In case they're playing with some league jackass later down the road. True. But, 
But you're not playing for anything. Just, you know. Yeah. Just just play. Kick that thing out of foot. Whack it. Which goes along with the next rule is if someone doesn't know, let it go. Mm. I like that one. If someone doesn't know the rule, I mean, you let it go, but you kind of maybe you tell them, like, hey, this rule, to blah, what, blah, To what extent? Like, when... When well, when do I say that's bullshit? You know the rule. Well, this guy did it in in the reasoning of someone walking across his line, and that guy didn't know like you're not supposed to walk across somebody's line, right. and that guy didn't care either. He's like, it's not like your foot is like throwing my entire putt off so much, right? Like I don't care. But if you didn't know like crossing lines or anything like that, like then just let it go. Never cross swords. That was Kyle messaging in. As soon as I hung up, Kinsley ripped one. Damn. Missed we that. missed it. We missed out on that opportunity <laughs> of baby's first uh, fart or burp or whatever it was. Highly unlikely her first, but. Well, could have been the first one on film. Oh, yeah. Would have, been, would have been good. Definitely. Um, here's one that, that I always go by, though, is to fix your pitch marks. Yeah. And. Even if you didn't make one, if you have a tool and you're up there on the green, you see one, just just fix it. Right. So even if you're just starting out, that's a rule you can go by. It's hard to screw that up. Fix your pitch marks. Um, talking during someone's swing. I really don't care. I really don't care. I won't do it yep. during someone else's swing. Here, Here's how that goes, for me at least. If you were already talking, then you can continue talking. I don't care. But don't abruptly start talking yeah. during my backswing. Yeah, that would be pretty. But if you're back there having a conversation about something, I don't care. Keep it going. If it's the same level audio through the whole thing, then it will not bother me one bit. Or the music's playing, I don't care. But just don't start talking or start a song on the radio <laughs> or whatever. Right as I'm swinging. Right. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, I don't care if you don't take your hat off and shake my hand after a round. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no. That's that's like an old golf thing. Even in league, like everybody wants to take their hat off and, and shake hands or whatever after our nine hole. I don't care. You can say, yeah, no. good round or something. I don't need to shake your hand. I don't need to take my hat off because we're gentlemen or something. I don't care. I do it though. I mean, I don't. I do it if I don't they think do it. I. I don't know if I've ever taken my hat off. I shake hands after the round. Always, shake hands, fist bump. But if I'm like going up, yeah, to whatever the, they lead up to. Yeah, if I if the guys that we're playing against or girls, whoever we're playing against, if they take their hat off. To go to shake hand, then I guess I will. But I don't care if it's like etiquette thing. Like, just leave your hat on. I don't care. We've all have our hat on all day. We got hat hair. We probably, if you're a golfer that goes out all the time, you probably have uh, a very white forehead and you just <laughs> look weird anyway. Yeah. Just, I don't care. Keep your hat on. Got a tee stuffed up in there. Falls out. Yeah. Big pain in the ass. Yeah. And then lastly, the honors thing. I I do not care about who has honors on the tee box. No. It's ready golf. Not like, oh, I'm further back in the fairway or 
away from the hole. I got to go for it. I don't care. Uh-uh. Ready golf. Always. Yep. So those are my kind of the unwritten rules of golf, or maybe even some of them are written rules of golf that I just don't care about. Don't care. <laughs> don't have to take your hat off. You know, try not to walk on my line, but if you do, it's whatever. Don't make a big deal out of it. Fix your pitch marks. Yeah. My dad absolutely hates being late for tea times. Okay. And, and like, not not even close to your tea time. Like, you got to be there 15 minutes or earlier. Mm. And I... The course likes that too. Well, yeah, yeah, and and I like that too. But with league, as you know, <laughs> as I know, I am rolling up. We are the last ones to tee off. Most that's times. just the way it's got to be for me. But I hate it. I, I hate rushing to start golf. Yeah, it takes you like four holes to calm down. Yep, your body's just in your mind. Everything is just in that rush mode. And you can't settle on a shot and think correctly for three holes or so. Yeah. Yeah. So it screws up your whole start of the round. And then if you don't start good in a round or you start bad in a round, the whole round's just gone. Right. From there. So what should have been a nice nine holes of golf turned into a frustrating, I was rushed. Damn it, why am I out here? Situation. Yeah. Every Monday night. So... (laughs) What's the unwritten rule there? Oh, it's not really an unwritten rule, but just get know, there earlier. Be there, be there by fifteen minutes before your tea time. More than that, especially if you're going to get booze too, because <clears throat> oh, that's yeah. going to take ten minutes right there. Yeah, because I I still do that. <laughs> so. so we don't take our time to stretch like we went over in way back episode, like episode. I don't know. First ten but, episodes, but there is a one team in the league which I love playing those guys because they, one of them gets there the same time I do, and will not go out till he hits a bucket of balls mm. to warm up. Mm-hmm. Because he's 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 older, doesn't want to pull something. Oh, there. okay. I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that week when we play those guys, I can. Take your time. Yeah, kind of feel a yeah. little more relaxed. Most of these guys are retired. They've been sitting there for an hour waiting for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I'll get there, and it's the usual. I mean, you're there at five to quarter after five, mm-hmm. and I'll still get the – I mean, we've been in the league I don't know how long now, and I'll still get the question, hey, when's Kevin going to be here? Yeah. Um, probably another 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, let's take yeah. our time here. Yeah, and I get out of work at 4.30, drive home, change my clothes, and then drive six miles to the course in a matter of 45 minutes mm-hmm. with a 20-minute drive home from work. Mm-hmm. You're doing what you can. That's yeah. good. Um, You didn't make it to the golf trip meeting Sunday? Didn't really miss a whole lot. It went kind of how you expected the meeting would go. And the way that we we went to the last meeting, how that one went. Yeah, just how this one went. Yeah. Same way. Not a lot of talking. 
mostly Ed and Chaz just bickering back and forth. <laughs> and that was the meeting. Um, Damn it. As far as I know, we are not going. This will be breaking news to Kyle, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he knows. Um, we'll not be going to South Indiana. We're going back to Marietta. What? That's their plan. That's their plan. Back to Marietta at the Lafayette Hotel, as we were last year or the year before. Um, can, we get, can we get into why? Should we get into why? Well. Or you can tell me later. My understanding is a lot of the other guys would rather not go to South Indiana. And this wasn't specifically said out loud, but I could sense it was we shouldn't revolve the tournament around Kyle. And if Kyle can't go, if we go here, then Kyle just can't go. Because there's other people on the trip whose sons would like to go and have not been able to make it before. And we still had the trip. So it wasn't like really put out there like that, but I'm pretty sure I got that from. Oh, that's kind of, that's bullshit in my opinion, because I feel like nobody was happy with Marietta the last year or two that I've been there. Certain things. Yeah. 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 But. So if you can go somewhere else and have one more guy come with you, who's that hurting? Right. Well, they still said Kyle can go. Yeah, but he can't. <laughs> but anyway, I, I mean, guess he won't. No, he can't because it's going to be like four hours away from his house instead of an hour. So they're like, yeah, you know, if, if he wants to drive over, I mean, he can still be there. If he has to go home, he has his car. He can go home. Yeah, he definitely shouldn't do what he did last year. Drive yeah. to halfway up Michigan and then yeah. back. So that was kind of what I got out of it was, hey, we're, we're 20 guys going on this trip. I know you'd like Kyle to be there as the guy that's run this thing, you know, Chaz. Uh-huh. But if he can't make it, then he just can't make it. We're not going to revolve the trip around him. And I kind of get that. But at the same time, it's like we're trying to get everybody involved and try a new place maybe and, and all that kind of thing. I guess, man. But I thought there was nobody happy with how Marietta went last year. What I do like about Marietta is which maybe there's other hotels the same exact way but the room we have is a pretty large size room to have a lot of the booze and meet everybody all together for meeting things um right and i don't know if other hotels would have all that they accommodate us pretty well with our dinner having a room to ourselves, conference room yeah last year was better the Time I went before that, we were in the basement. Yeah, and well, it was a serious sewage smell the entire yeah. time we were there. Yeah, that one. Yeah, time before that, it was in that little room next to the Starbucks, which worked out all right. It wasn't in a basement that smelled like shit, but <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it actually all pans out. We got two months. There's still things being worked out, but as far as I know, right now. There's 20 on the list and like four maybes. So it's possible to get 24. Is Josh going? Josh Kaiser? 
He said yes. Was he at the meeting? He was not. He was smoking meats. I sent a message where he's at, and he goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm smoking some meats right now. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going. So. All right. We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> I don't know. We have 55 days. Eight hours, 12 minutes, and 53 seconds. We'll see. All right. We are moving on to some bigger news in golf. I was hoping Kyle would be here as part of this conversation on the whole Phil thing. Me too. I was hoping. Yeah. But he is gone. So do you understand the whole Phil thing? I mean, I think so. Okay. I, I, I might not be as educated on it as I'd like to be, and I'd. I will argue it to the death and, and maybe be wrong on some <laughs> oh, points. But <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, Phil has in the past and, again, in the present, um, expressed his displeasure with the PGA. He's aired some grievances. Yeah. And I believe a lot of it is about wanting more money. Just he wants to be paid. That's what it all sounds like. He wants everybody to be paid. Oh, is that Nick. right? Oh, yeah, okay. Everybody. Okay. That's how he portrays it, right? Yeah. That's how I see it. Okay. Well, this, this SGL, or I don't know if they call it the Super Golf League or the Saudi Golf League, SGLs for short, Um really been in the golf news lately on whether top tier players are going to get out of the PGA and go play this league for big sums of money. Have there been any names? Being no, being well, ran by there's going to be the Saudi government basically. So LIV Golf, yeah, something Golf Ventures or something. So. The big name that was in in rumors was Bryson DeChambeau. And he never came out and said one way or the other. He just kind of let the rumors go. And, the, you know, the rumor was 100, 100 million pounds, which is about $130 million they were going to pay Bryson to kind of be the face of this league and try to get other golfers in there. And I think the top... Top 100, most of the top 100 golfers in the world have been at least contacted by the league to try to work something out. Let's talk a little bit of money here and there. That's a terrible this. business strategy to have Bryson DeChambeau and think that he's going to draw yeah. other top 100 players. Yeah, I know. I mean, they could have went Patrick Reed. That would have been even worse. <laughs> I mean, they can have him. Might have been the only one worse. <laughs> they can have him. Patrick Reed, yeah. In my mind, you can get. Um, but then maybe he will. Phil's name kind of popped up a little while back, and it turns out Phil has has quite a bit of involvement in this. Has as much involvement as he actually worked and created their operating agreement for the league. So it's just like he has way too much involvement, maybe. And that's why he's going so hard into this. I didn't it see seems this. like he had yeah. what? 
he was contacted by this new golf league and yes. his his people and Phil's lawyers and everything. And he went over there and created their operating system, basically, of how this league will operate. Created the the whole system for him of what he would like it to operate like. So he's got a lot of involvement in it. So that's why I think he's pushing so hard for this. This is news to me. And it also makes me feel like Phil's way over his head. Not only with the Saudis, but I feel like he's over his head in something else. And it's what's pushing him to go over there and try to get this large lump sum of money now. Because I think he's in financial troubles. Why? He's a gambler, man. Wow. And there's been some things out that says Phil's Phil might be kind of broke. So... I don't see these things. I, I don't know about the whole broke thing. I don't see any of that, but from what I've read, he's a bit of a gambler and he might be over his head on some things. Maybe. And that's why he's like, I need to slump some money now. Doesn't seem right, but I don't know. But what really got him in trouble was the comments he made. And you brought up that it seems like he's just trying to get everybody else some money. Yeah, know the movie or the TV rights kind of deals. Image. All of his clips and all that stuff and the digital images and, and everything. What got him in trouble, though, oh. was his comments on Saudi Arabia. I can put my beer down here. See if I can read this. So this was supposedly some comments made to a journalist that was writing a book about Phil. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll see if I can get through this without too many mistakes, <laughs> and we'll go from there. But uh, Phil says, and this is talking about the Saudis going over there and communicating with them. He says, they're scary mother effers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi, and they have horrible record for human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consider it? Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape the PGA Tour or how the PGA Tour operates. Uh, they've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics because we, the players, had no recourse. As nice of a guy as Jay Monahan comes across as, unless you have leverage, he won't do what's right. Uh, and the Saudi money, whoa, zoomed in too far. And the Saudi money has finally given us the leverage. I'm not sure I even want the SGL to succeed, but just the idea of it is allowing us to get things done with the PGA Tour. So basically he's acknowledging the fact that we know these are bad people. We know that they kill people just for being gay. We, you know, we know that they are... Uh, wrongfully imprisoning people. They cut people's heads off. They um, like make people just disappear. They killed Khashoggi. They killed a journalist because he wrote bad things about the government. We know all this. But hey, I can try to change the PGA Tour. Like, is that worth it? Like, what are you really fighting for here? Well, for money? That's all cool as long as he gets paid. They can do that, whatever, as long as I get paid. 
is how that comes across. He's trying to get the PGA to give up image rights to all players. And okay. if it's if it's for money, he can just go be with the Saudis and they'll pay him money. Lots and lots of money. That's what he's pushing. What's he's pushing for the PGA? He's pushing for the golf league. Not really. He's, he hasn't said he's joining the golf league. Nobody he says he's not sure he wants them to succeed. Well, I don't think you jump over there and build their their operation basically for the league if you weren't joining. He's using it supposedly as a leverage piece to try to change the PGA. But it's like, I'm cool with the fact that I'm jumping in bed with people that cut heads off, murder people for being gay, wrongfully imprison people, have the worst I, human rights ethics in I the be world. Very clear when I say just to try to change the PGA. That I do not agree with anything the Saudi government does. But what they do is their laws. They followed their laws. Based so, off of their religions. Don't get involved with them. I don't care what you're trying to do. I wouldn't get involved with them. No. We don't care what you're trying to do, but if you're going to say, I know they do all this bad shit, but I'm going to pair up with these guys over the PGA because I want to get more money. That's the issue. If you want to create another golf league, cool. Don't do it with them. Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate that it's backed by the Saudi government. <laughs> yeah. However. Yeah. As he says, once in a lifetime opportunity, no one else is backing another league. So he's using what he has as leverage. I don't have. What he should have said then. What he should have said. In his apology that he came out with, which we haven't gotten to that yet, but he should have basically said that I had no intentions of ever doing business with these people, which isn't correct because he's already worked with them on the league. All I was trying to do is get the upper hand against the PGA to try to help that situation. But he didn't say that. What he did say is those people over there are visionaries and very passionate about the game, and he had very positive experiences with all of them. That's not yeah the li the right thing the to liv say. golf whatever yeah I'm certain he wasn't talking to a fucking prince <laughs> in Saudi Arabia that's beheaded <laughs> a guy or ordered the beheading of a guy ah. so yeah he he's probably right on that <laughs> they probably are visionaries they probably do want to expand the game of golf I mean fucking Greg Norman is their CEO or whatever yeah I don't know how much and, respect Greg Norman has amongst people anymore either. i don't know i didn't hear more i didn't hear so much of an uproar when greg norman became the head of this thing as i have now that phil mickelson said i want to use this saudi backed league for leverage for everybody to get paid including myself yeah it's mainly himself how is it mainly himself he's mainly trying to get money for himself that's it it's he wants everyone to get paid for their image when you get on the tour, you give that up just the same way every that doesn't mean it's professional right. league does. When you 
Every league does that. When you become uh, Muslim and praise Allah, you say you'll kill gay people, but... Whoa. (laughs) I'm telling you, they do what they do because those are their laws and they have been forever. Not right. I'm not saying it's right. No. I'm not agreeing with it. No. And... But for money, you'll you'll pair up with them? No. Well, Phil is. <laughs> no, he's not. We don't know that. Because of the backlash you got. Well, maybe now he is, yeah. I think that's the same reason. He's done in the PGA because the PGA just ran his fucking 27-year career into the dirt. Well, he did. No. No. I think so. I think so. I just don't understand the logic of saying it's a money grab for him because everyone else in the PGA has more to benefit from what he's trying to do than he does because his career is over. They are starting or have years to go. Everyone benefits from what he's trying to do. And he can get a fucking boatload of money if he goes and joins this Saudi back tour. So to Mm -hmm. say that this is a money grab Mm -hmm. for him using leverage against the PGA seems like an ignorant argument to me. I think some of the stuff he says now is being said now because of the backlash he's gotten. That's what I think some of the stuff he says. But it was full on money for himself he's been fighting for it forever from the pga but i mean everybody's under the same umbrella of the pga you give the right up for your tv your digital media everything when you join the pga everybody like every sport that's what i said that's I trying how the to PGA say earlier but money. i moved on to something else everyone does it that doesn't mean it's right but that's the only way they make money how, how, how do you feel about NIL and college sports? That's how you make money to have large purses for the tournaments. That's how you pay players. That's how you pay the pension programs is with the TV right programs and the TV deals and the media deals. That's how they pay that. So to give that all away, they wouldn't have anything to pay players. They have. They can still have TV deals, but a guy can still go sell his image somewhere else. He can't right now. Yes. No. They can. Yeah. You're an employee, basically, under them. Yeah. They're just doing their job. And a job you agreed to when you joined that league, when you joined the tour, when you got your membership card. That's, That's what you agree to. That doesn't And then be right. pissed off about it. Okay. Uh, well, how do you feel about NIL with college students getting I don't care. paid for their image? I don't care. The school makes a shit ton of money off that, so I don't care. If they can go make money, then let them go make money. I don't care. If you play well, you get paid well. That's all it comes down to. If you're somebody that doesn't play well, you're not going to get paid well. That's the way golf is, too. Yeah. Play well, get paid well. If you're upset about money, go play better. I, I would say that Phil has played well. And I don't see why he's pissed off the PGA. It has the second best pension program of all professional sports. 
Just baseball has better. Another reason why Phil Mickelson doesn't need more money. Well, again, as I said before, I think he could have a gambling issue from stuff I've been seeing, but I don't know that. But I've heard some things. But anyway, um, the pension program they have, they will put it in terms of the NFL. They NFL has an average annual pension salary of $43,000. That's an average. Um, there are 600 professional golfers that have over a million dollars in their pension programs right now. They have what's called a cuts-made pay plan to where the first 15 cuts you make on tour, the PGA puts $4,800 into your bank account for each cut, up to 15. After 15, they double it. You put $9,600 into your pension program for every cut made. That being said, Phil has made 533 cuts in his career. That's over $5 million. I don't know where when I told you last night that 250 thing, that was something that Brando Chambly said. I have a recording of it, of him saying it. I don't know where he got that. I tried to research all that. Couldn't figure that out. So maybe I just didn't understand what he was saying, and I got to re-listen to all of it. But he's made over $5 million just by making the cut on tournaments. FedEx Cup points. A portion of that, if you are in the top 10 of FedEx Cup points every year, you get a million dollars paid up, or you get a million dollars in your pension program, and the rest of it paid up front to you. If you're outside the top 10 to the 150 mark, all of it goes to your pension program. So in terms of golf and what, what Phil's made off of his on-course earnings, his pension program, and sponsorship, he's like $500 million that he's made. Why is he so upset about not making some money? I don't get that. He's not. Why is he in this argument with the everyone about making can, money because everyone else can make money these guys that don't that aren't sponsored by rolex callaway kpmg whatever the fuck that is and uh <laughs> oh, this, it's the sponsor that just dropped Light. phil mickelson no it's just letters on phil mickelson's head it could be a fucking shitty radio station for all i know i don't know well, what the fuck KPMG it's the main is. sponsor of the lpga tours you know championship but oh, well. they, they dropped phil uh, last night anyway. yeah never heard of him um yeah he's made plenty of money i feel like maybe it's mostly gone but uh 500 million dollars to play golf i mean what are you what are you trying to do i don't get it he's making enough money he's trying to get money (laughs) trying to get more money or money hungry everybody yeah i doubt it the only way they pay for like the Seamus power who's doesn't have seven fucking sponsors and I think he has he does have sponsors one win and Seamus and has probably a million dollars made this year already. Yeah, probably. It's been a good year. Go. It's been his first there good year. There you go. Play well, paid well. Yeah. The only reason that they're making money is because <laughs> of these TV deals that the the PGA gets. If they don't have the TV deals to put in your pension plan or to make a purse for that for that tournament, fine. then you nobody can, makes money. You can put them on TV and have the deal without owning the rights to their image. That's how they make some more money, to be able yeah. to pay the players. No, I don't. 55% of what they make from all that goes back to the players. 
55%. The money's going in the right place. And if you listen to the other players on tour, Phil's the only one having a problem right now. The yeah, rest of them are fine speaking with that. out. Uh, Rory talked about it. Uh, Billy Horschel talked about it. Rory said in, I got an interview from him. And there's 600 well. players, and none of them are speaking out against their employer. It's understandable. As a professional athlete, many do. Do what? Speak Aaron Rodgers being one. I mean, no, many people I'm are talking able about to speak PGA. out. They I'm said there was like 600 athlete. players. Mm-hmm. 600 players that have over a million dollars in their pension program. There's not a whole lot of other professional sports that do that for their players. Right. So when Rory was asked about it, he wasn't sure like what Phil was even talking about. He said he's been in many meetings with Jay Monahan and the upper level guys of PGA. He says he's never once walked out of that, that meeting with them thinking the PGA was not moving in the right direction and doing what they needed to do to help golf and help the players. Never once. Um, Billy Horschel also said in his interview, I have recordings of both these, we can listen to those. Um, he doesn't know what Phil's talking about when he brings up the money that the PGA has built up, this $20 billion built up for all that. He says, I don't know what he's talking about, where he got his info, because those are all lies. He says, I've been in the meetings with, uh, I think he said the PAC meetings and seen the numbers. He doesn't know what Phil's talking about. He says it's a lie, basically. And we can listen to him if you want. No, we don't have to. We can. <laughs> well, if you insist. Okay. You know, I respect Phil a lot. He's done an unbelievable lot for this game. And, and he's helped make the PJ Tour what, where we are now. Um, but as everyone is aware of, on our tour and off our tour, outside the game of golf, Phil believes he's the smartest person in the room a lot of times. And um, I think some of his comments were, oh, miss... Uh, I'll put it this way. I think they were a little bit idiotic, to tell you the truth. I think, you know, some of the statements that he made uh, are, are, are are lies, are false, are I don't know where he got his this information from. This is um, it's unbelievable that he would say certain things because I think he does understand how the PGA Tour works. He's had, a, obviously, more experience and more time and more communications with probably Tim Fincham and Jay Monahan over the years. And so for him to say certain things about obnoxious greed and the PGA Tour sitting on $20, $30 billion and, and some of these other things, which is, is complete lies because I'm in the PAC meeting. I may not see all the numbers that you know a player director may see um, in board meetings, but I see a lot. I see enough to understand that the money is, is, is being used how, correctly and it's being used how the PGA Tour says it is. And so... Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough because this guy, I say this guy, Phil has done so great and he's he's been a great ambassador to the game of golf and and I honestly feel he's hurting his reputation and tarnishing his legacy a little bit with just some of the comments and some of the shots that he's trying to take. Um, I just 
it, 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 I, I mean, I'm going to use what JT and Roy said. It's, it's egotistical. I mean, when you say, well, I'm doing this to try to better the PGA Tour, like that is very egotistical. That's very, you know, it may not – he may not think it's selfish, but it is. He, he thinks he can change a PGA Tour. He himself can change the PGA Tour on his own by doing what he does and what he says. Like that just doesn't make sense. And I understand it's worked for him in the past with the Ryder Cup and making those comments after the 2014 Ryder Cup and the task force gets created. And then he's trying to do things at the U.S. Open and try and get rule changes and, and make a point about setups. Um, you know, obviously everyone understands what he did at Shinnecock. So it it just is amazing to me that this guy, uh, Phil, and I'm, I don't want to disrespect him by saying this guy, that that Phil is just doing these things. And I feel like it's, it's just tarnishing his reputation legacy as a player and and you know i don't know what more else to say i mean I, everyone else has said a lot of the things that i've agreed on so and then what what rory said when he was asked at the genesis about bill's comments what did you make of uh, bill's comments earlier in the week um i don't want to kick someone while he's he's dying obviously but i thought they were Naive, selfish, uh, egotistical, uh, ignorant. Um, a lot of words to describe that uh, interaction he had with Shipnuck. It was uh, just very surprising and uh, disappointing, sad. Um, and I'm sure he's sitting at home sort of rethinking his position and, and where he goes from here. And JT had very similar words to say about that as well. Same thing. So has Phil done things that has put more money into players' hands or more opportunities to make money? Yes. The PIP. The PIP would have never happened if it wasn't Phil kind of complaining about it and then this Super League in the works. Probably would have never happened. But... There's Phil making another $8 million off of that. Good for him. So, I mean. As he should. He's the fucking man. I know you're a Phil guy. I'm a Phil guy. I know you're a Phil guy and you're fighting for him. I get that. But, I mean, shit. Don't jump in bed with the Saudis and have everybody be okay with it. But I think that. I just think another league is good for golf. And I think that's what he thinks. Yeah, it's the Saudis. I know. I get mm -hmm. so, And that's 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 the position that's wrong. He okay, could have so, he could have started another league, yes. Hold on. Try to do it. So let's just for but the don't sake do of argument, them. I'll give you an example. Okay. And I know you're just gonna disagree with me for the sake of argument, but anyway, <laughs> what if like Jeff Bezos This would be boring if we Jeff didn't. Bezos goes, I'm gonna start a fucking golf league. Okay. And he goes out there, starts his golf league. He's talking to the top 100 players. And Jay Monahan says, if you join Jeff Bezos' league, you're banned for life. Okay. And then you got the Golf Channel and the PGA talking about how Jeff Bezos is ripping everybody off, doesn't pay his employees. He's okay. gotten rich off the working man, blah, 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 talking shit has about he, him. Has he killed anybody? Well, <laughs> probably. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Is he, is he cool with raping? 
raping <sighs> women, cutting heads off? I I don't know what he does on Saturdays, no, but probably not. It's, probably not. Probably not. I don't know. It's it's one thing if you're going to try to do it. It's another thing when you choose the worst people in the world to try to do it if, with okay. and think that's the better well, hold on, side hold on. Yeah, to join. No, I get it's not a fair comparison to the Saudis. But back to what I was saying. If the PGA ran his league through the mud and told everyone they're banned if they join it, mm-hmm. and everything we watch and see is ran by the PGA because that's all there is, would you not still defend the PGA and not want another league? Do you think? Maybe? Okay. I I got to understand what you're asking right there again. Bezos' league? Yeah. Going through a Bezos league? <laughs> the, the And the PGA ran Bezos' league through the mud? Yeah. Said he's a bad guy. He made his money off, you know. Slave work. Slave work, yeah. The same thing that the PGA probably gets their clothes made out of and sells yeah. it for eighty bucks, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be fine with two leagues. Okay, I'd be fine with that. Just checking, but nobody's gonna go to the Bezos league unless you're in it for money, and that's it. So Phil will go. He'll join. Maybe I don't know, but I don't think he's joined if, the Saudi if, league. If you're playing golf because you love golf and you want to play. Sunday at the Masters, and you want all that, the legacy of golf against the greats that played, you're going to play in the PGA Tour. And that's yeah, just what you're going to do. I mean, and when you join that I league, that. you give up your rights to all of your media stuff because or that's the agreement you make or, when you are an athlete. Or you could be the first guy to win this thing that's going to be the greatest thing in 50 to 100 years. The greatest thing as far as what, though? Money? No, just something traditional. Something traditional has to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But And more competition in golf spreads the game of golf. Isn't that what we're all trying to do, Nick? I'm you Isn't right that now, the fucking goal? I'm going to tell you right now, golf is as big as it's ever been. Yeah. There's more kids getting into it golf get than bigger. ever. There's more money in golf than ever. So we stop now? To the players. More money in the tournaments and everything than there's ever been. Everything's moving in the right direction. When Phil says big things have to change, I don't get that. Other people don't get that. It's moving in the right direction. People are getting paid. People are enjoying golf. What about What a happened s- at the WM in Phoenix? Yeah. That's crazy compared to golf. But look what we're doing. We're we're allowing it to happen. The WM and people are enjoying it. Smaller picture, like Charlie Hoffman, the shit that happened with him. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically suck it up and deal with it because we're the tour. That was you have no fucking a, choice. That was a tournament issue, for one. Uh, but yeah, things like that do need to change. And Charlie Hoffman spoke up about it, and all the f- and got berated and deleted his who? post by who. Fucking everybody. No. Everyone with a blue fucking check mark. Yes. No. Yeah. Players were on his side with it. No. Not not on Instagram. They weren't. Uh, I would like to see some that weren't. Well, you can't because it's removed. Well, so. He was right there. I agree. And if you don't understand the Charlie Hoffman incident, 
just kind of look it up because we're not going to get into it much unless Kevin wants to. No, no, no. We're a little bit lengthy time here. Um, but that was a bullshit issue that didn't need to be changed. It was the tournament issue when they put that drop zone where it was at. It was totally not where a drop zone should be at. And it that was a problem. He made the cut. The only thing put I put say an extra ninety six hundred dollars into his pension plan. My favorite thing was that there was a million comments on his Instagram post. Oh, don't hit it in the water. Yeah, just don't hit it in the water, you dumbass. Yeah, that wasn't the issue. The issue was when you <laughs> dropped it. Oh my god, it's like and from a sit still, it rolled into the water like and a got a penalty. Million people who have never played golf before were commenting on a professional golf player's fucking yeah. Instagram photo. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that people who don't play golf, why are they following Charlie Hoffman? <laughs> no offense to Charlie Hoffman, but I mean, if you didn't play golf and you're like just getting into it, probably Charlie Hoffman's not the guy you target. <laughs> probably not. Uh, but good guy. I think uh, he's a good enough guy. I mean, I didn't follow him until waste management. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a good enough guy. But yeah. Um back on on Phil real quick and then off. He did put out a six-paragraph statement, uh, basically, the way the way I took it was, he basically took six paragraphs to say, he feels like the victim, I'm trying to be an advocate for something, uh, poor me, I'm sorry for what I said, maybe I shouldn't have said it, but I don't really mean I'm sorry. That's basically how I took that. That's that's basically how I took it. That's, <laughs> I don't know. We just we just read differently. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you do it. Um, but yeah, the the media rights thing that's been uh, the same way for over fifty years. I guess maybe you got to be the first to speak up, but I wouldn't speak up this way. Um, it's once in a lifetime. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, so again, we will, and I'm sure you agree on this part. The main issue is who he's doing it with. Don't, it's not ideal. Don't do it with the it's number one group of people of human rights issues. Don't do it with them. Don't I do mean, it. Don't do it with murders and rapists. Just don't do it with them. I'll just say they're a big American ally. We've sold them a hundred billion weapons since two thousand nine. They got and the oil, and when we don't, and when we don't need the oil, we won't be with them. I'll tell you yeah, that. I know, I know. It's America, man. We disagree with them till we need them. Then we're okay with them, yep. and and that's just Phil's building off that. So, yeah. Phil, Phil's just American. <laughs> sure. All right. Agree to sure. Agree to disagree. We're moving on. Moving on. I got one more little thing before we get to what we learned this week, and that is my issue. With the Olive Garden wait list. What's Have you ever the, tried this? Olive Garden wait list? The, the waiting list for Olive Garden. Have you ever done this? You got online, you know, uh, Texas Roadhouse. You get online. You join their wait list because it's not a reservation. They don't do reservations. Oh, oh, oh. But you can join the wait list. Okay. And they're like, oh, it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Join the wait list. And then an hour and 15 minutes, you get there, and then you can get a table. I literally think Texas Roadhouse is the only restaurant I've done this with. Well, so, Olive Garden does it as well. Tell me about the Olive, Olive Garden. Olive Garden does it as well. So, I was going to go to Olive Garden, and I thought, you know, I better check, see how long wait it is. You get on their website, says, okay, it's going to be 
30, 35 minute wait. Okay, that's fine. You know, from Farwell, it's going to take me 30 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. So go pick up Sammy, check my phone, says 30, 35 minute wait, boom, check in, put in my name, my phone number, my email address. They got it all. 30, 35 minutes, it says, all right, thank you for joining the waiting list and whatever else that next page says. I get over to Olive Garden. Takes us exactly a half hour to pull into the parking spot. Like This is perfect timing. Good thing I joined that wait list. We can get right in. Smart. Yep. Walk through the door. Two ladies at the front desk staring at the computer. Walk in. You know, hi, how you doing? Yep. Um, I, I'm on the wait list. Oh, what's your name? Uh, my name's Nick. They're searching the computer. And they go, when did you get on the wait list? I said, I got on the online wait list. It said, thank you for joining the wait list. You know what they said? Oh, well, when you get on the online wait list, you have to stop in to check in to confirm you want to be on the wait list. Wow. And I was like, uh, what? <sighs> What's the point of an online wait list if I have to come through these doors and say, yeah, I want to be on this wait list? So we had to wait another 30 minutes. I would not have eaten there. Not wait another chance. 30 minutes. I'm not going to eat there now just because of this story. And it was like, wait a second. I have to get online and join a wait list and then come in and physically say, I want to be on a wait list to wait 30 minutes. Or I cannot get on the online wait list, come through the door and say, I'm looking to get some food and then wait 30 minutes. And it's the same thing. The online wait list is pointless. For God's sakes, Olive Garden, figure it out. I don't get it. So here it comes. We wait the half hour. We went over to, to Dick's and looked at the golf equipment stuff. As you do. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, those that little mini mall there gets some business out of this scheme they're running. <laughs> so half hour gets by. We get back into Olive Garden, walk through the door. They act like they've never seen me before in their life. And they're like, uh, what, what's the name? I was like, I was just here half hour ago. Got on the waiting list. It's Nick. Oh, okay. They're looking. Uh, how long ago were you on there? I said, well, an hour ago once, you, a half hour ago. <laughs> you told me it was going to be a half hour wait, a half hour ago. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, all right, we'll get you a table. Jeez. So, sage. I mean, I'm thinking now if you just walk in and say, well, you told me it was going to be a half hour and I waited the half hour, they'll just get you a table. There really is no waiting list. You have cracked the code. I think there is no waiting list. They just tell everybody it's going to be a half hour. That way they know what's coming in. They can get a half hour heads up for what's coming. See, now if I walked in and a girl told me it'd be a half hour and I walked in a half hour later and the same girl was there. Same people. I wouldn't have the balls to be like, you just told me. Yeah. She was like. Hey, welcome to Olive Garden. And I was like, hey, I'm 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 back. <laughs> like, what's the name? And I was like, we just went through this a half hour ago. It's Nick. You told me it'd be a half hour. Well shit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, we'll get you a table. It was a little yeah. weird. I don't know if you know this, but it's hard to find good help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. That is, uh, that is a problem. 
But there were plenty of open tables. I don't know why there was half on wait. Oh, you know, my open. biggest issue with Olive Garden was, and I haven't been to Olive Garden in years, but that place would be fucking empty and they would sit everybody next to each other. Mm-hmm. There would be mm-hmm. 20 people in the entire restaurant and you were all sitting at five tables next to each other. Mm-hmm. Drove me fucking nuts. Yeah. So we're getting done with our food. By the way, they have some cheese graters that don't work well and some that do. Get your shit together, Olive Garden. It don't matter. You're going to grate that cheese till the block's gone. That's what she said, too. She's like, let me know when to stop. If you want the whole block, I've done it before. She just keeps on going. Um, a guy walks in, and he was drunk. And it was his birthday, apparently. So he just comes in and sits at an empty table. He didn't have half hour wait. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Even better. He just, you thought you cracked the code. Yeah. This guy cracked yeah. the fucking code. He just code. walked in, <laughs> got a table, just sat down. Didn't order any food, though. Um, he was drunk. It was his birthday. He just started talking in a very like loud volume, basically, to the people around him. And overheard the fact that it was his birthday. And he wanted some more drinks, and the waitress wouldn't give him any drinks because it seemed like he was already overserved before. So then he had an issue, and the manager came over and said, you know, if you'd want a soda or anything else, let us know. But the server believes that you know, you're you're under the influence of too much alcohol already. Inebriated. And he says, well, I think she's under the influence. <laughs> and the manager's like, well, I don't think so. <laughs> I do need you to stop uh, stop bothering the other people in the restaurant. <laughs> so when we were done, about that same time, our waitress gave us like 10 Andy's mints. I don't need 10 Andy's mints. Nobody needs it, no. but everybody wants it. Yeah, well, I had one. Um, Sammy didn't want any, so I had this handful of Andy's mints. So I went over to the guy and I said, hey, I heard it's your birthday. Here, I got some chocolate for you. And I set them <laughs> on the table. He was like, oh, thanks, man, but snagged him up. I don't want these. And put them on another person's table. And it was walking out. He's like, you guys had one shot to do this right. I'm never coming back. <laughs> I don't know if he walked oh, away, got in the shit. car and drove away. I don't know. But, oh, Olive Garden, get your shit together. Waiting Every, lists. Everybody in that situation needs to get their shit together. Like, who... <laughs> Who's drinking by themselves on their birthday? And then who decides to drink by themselves and go to Olive Garden? I don't know. And I don't again, I don't know how he got there. Because I feel like he walked out the door behind us, but then he disappeared. Like I didn't and it's notice like, another car starting and leaving. I didn't see him walking. He was just gone. It's not like there's bars around Olive Garden. No. No. So the only bar Near Olive Garden. That hotel crossed. Mm, yeah. The fucking highway. Yeah, that. You go across there and go to Bennigan's, maybe. Yeah. You walk a quarter mile down to the wayside. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't fuck. know. Um, not going to Olive Garden. Yeah, that's my Olive Garden thing. I got a problem with you. Your waiting list is not a real wait list. It's bullshit. Figure that out, Olive Garden. I hope, yeah. it, hope it's not just Mount Pleasant. I hope they're all the same way, and then they got to make a change. Big things got to change here. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to be the one to put my foot down, right? (laughs) And try to make these changes. I don't know if the Saudi government has to get involved for this or if we can just figure it out ourselves, but. If the Saudis have to get involved in this, then you know what? I'm fine with the wait list. <laughs> you know, it's working perfect because I'm not messing with uh, the Saudis. God damn it, Metgers. No, you pussy. Come on. No, no, no. We're going to get the wait list figured out. If it takes the Saudis, we'll take the Saudis. No, because Phil said they're scary mother effers, all right? We are Americans. If the Saudis work in our favor, we use the Saudis. I think if they get involved, Olive Garden won't be around. I just don't think they will. Not a real big loss. Okay. What we learned this week, and we can wrap this up. You know what? It's bullshit that Kyle wasn't here to learn something this week. I know. He he has three children now. What an idiot. Good <laughs> luck. Good luck. Uh, but I learned some things, um, multiple things, but I'm going to go over one and save a few for other episodes. Good idea. This is all about Lake Superior. Just saw this today. It's cold there. And I do not know if this is all true. I'm going to pull the Kevin method and say, you know, I didn't do my research to figure out if this is all true, but hey, this is what it is. Dope. I'm using that too. There's uh, six things here. Lake Superior is actually not a lake at all, but it's an inland sea. That sounds like bullshit. That's, that's one they have. Um all of the four other Great Lakes, plus three more the size of Lake Erie, would fit inside Lake Superior. I believe that. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, Isle Royal, Isle Royale, however you pronounce it, maybe, uh, is a massive island surrounded by Lake Superior, right in the middle of it. Within that island that's on Lake Superior, there's smaller lakes. I don't so there's actually lakes inside of a lake. I don't know, but I believe that. Yeah. I didn't know that till now. That's pretty crazy. Um, despite its massive size, Lake Superior is an extremely young formation of a lake. Uh, 10,000 years old, supposedly. It's young, apparently. I don't know. In lake years. Apparently in lake years, that's young. Um. There is enough water in Lake Superior to submerge all of North and South America in one foot of water. No, I find that hard to believe. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Lake Superior has that much water? I know it gets deep. I don't know how deep it gets. It's real deep. But the entire North and South America in one foot of water? Oof. Crazy. Lake Superior contains three quadrillion gallons of water. In case you don't know just how large that number is, it's three comma zero 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 gallons. Yeah. All five of the Great Lakes of the other uh wait, no this. Yes. All five of the Great Lakes combined have six quadrillion gallons. So Lake Superior is half of the quadrillions of gallons. Wow. A lot. I I don't know. Some of this stuff might be real. Some might not. Maybe it's all real. I don't know. (laughs) didn't check. But that's just what I saw today, and I told you about it. 
There you go. <laughs> what I learned. Oh, man. Kevin? How do I follow that up? What did you learn? Well, I learned that the MLB is on a lockout. Mm, mm-hmm. Had no idea. That's pretty crazy. It's been going on since December, so I'm probably the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been going on. Um, what I heard. Get that beer off there. What I heard is there's a lot of people that are saying if the MLB continues its lockout, they hope the MLB network shows college games. That seems smart. Yeah. We'll see if they actually do it. I don't know. I mean, what else are they going to do? Just have talking So it's my understanding uh, opening day is March 31st, as long as they come up with agreement by February 28th. Today is the 23rd. Third. Yes. So five days. Yeah. But that, anyway, I have uh, something better that I learned this. Well, I wouldn't say better. It's better to me. Something else. <laughs> something else. Yep. Uh, I've been really into the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Or, or the Hobbit series. Mm-hmm. But there was uh, a couple weeks ago, like a month ago, my kids went to my in-laws' house and just didn't want to leave for like an entire weekend, so I just watched The Hobbit and uh, immediately started the Lord of the Rings trilogy. After that, <clears throat> um, I hadn't watched the Lord of the Rings in like a decade. But uh, Sean Bean is an actor in that movie. Mm-hmm. He dies. Spoiler alert. But uh, he he dies twenty three times, Whoa. on film. Sean Bean, as an actor, mm-hmm. dies twenty three times. Probably his most famous one would be uh, spoiler alert, Ned Stark. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched it by now, <laughs> it's your own fault. Yeah. It's it's been out. Yeah, the most honorable character in all of literature, Ned Stark. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, so if I don't know if he's coming out in anything, but if he does, just assume he's going to die eventually. Yeah. You know who has died more on scene or on film? Than Sean Bean? Yeah. Who? So I don't know if he still holds the title of dying the most times on film or if somebody has surpassed him, though. Uh, Danny Trejo. Really? He has died like the last I knew, which was about two years ago. He has died the most times in film is Danny Trejo. No shit. Yeah. And it's like not even close to your guy, like more than double the amount of times your guys died there. Mm. Yeah. I wonder like the, the, uh, I don't know I'm trying to say proportion, like, because you know, no offense to Danny Trejo, but I think Sean Bean's been in you know Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, more so, honorable roles. Yes, yeah, some big shit. <laughs> yeah, he's had some more honorable roles and to think, die in. And I think Danny Trejo's done a lot of shit. Yeah, he's died as like a bad dude a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like not even like main bad dude. Like when he first started, he was like. Not even close to a main like, character bad dude. Like gangster number four. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. He was he was actually 
in prison and a boxer and did very well in the prison circuit of boxing. Doesn't and, surprise me. And, I love Danny Trejo. Yeah. And then um, when he was out, I'm trying to remember how he got into this first film. I want to say it was like he was he was working on set behind the scenes kind of thing. And he wasn't really actually part of the movie. But because he was known so well as being a boxer, the film they were doing involved boxing. So then they added him to like train this guy that's doing boxing. And then they just added him in the film. Huh. I think that's how he got his first film. Something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. I got the like rest a, is history. A little uh, guilty pleasure. The wife and I watch uh, The Masked Singer. Uh, <laughs> has that gone downhill since it first started, right? Oh, cool. Now there's what? So, now there's teams? So downhill. I, I no, no, it's not teams, but anyway. Uh, the Danny, good, the bad, and the cuddly or something going on now? <laughs> Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Maybe there's another season. I don't know. Danny Trejo was unmasked in one episode, and I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, man, I fucking love Danny Trejo. Because now it's like they've gone through so many actors. I don't even know. They're like YouTube stars and TikTok stars and stuff. I don't give a shit about those people. But Danny Trejo gets unmasked. Like his first song. He's a terrible fucking singer. But oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. But I was so excited to see him out there. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't imagine he sings anything well. No. Nah. All right, we'll finish this up with a fun little story. Uh, the Olympics is now over. Um, the Netherlands, they had the most medals. Go figure. Winter Olympics. Um, you know, my heritage, apparently, <sighs> given my ancestry DNA results, Norwegian. There you go. Um, but there is a Finnish skier. I don't know if you've seen this story. Uh, Finnish cross country. It was so cold and windy that the Olympics actually shortened the race. And I think they cut the race in half because it was so cold out and windy for a cross country. So instead of like a 6K, it was only a 3K race or something like that. Well, there was a Finnish cross-country skier suffered a frozen penis. What? It's not the first time he's suffered a frozen penis either. <laughs> There's multiple times this guy, a Finnish guy, has froze his dick. Are you talking about like frostbite? Yeah. I mean, once you get frostbite, it's it's way easier to get frostbite again. Apparently. <laughs> and the ski suit is not real warm. And it's really thin. And yeah, it says, uh, a quote from him, the pain is unbearable. And I imagine you just froze your dick. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. I don't want to give him an RIP. Don't think he died, but I mean, come on. He's gone. (laughs) He's a goner. Froze his dick. All right. Another Olympic story real quick. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The U.S. women's, I think it's called biathlon. Where they cross country ski and, ski and shoot. shoot. Yep. Uh, woman placed seventh, the best the United States has ever done. Ooh. Dated a friend of ours when he went to college. Ah, uh, yes. I partied with her. So I've partied with an Olympic athlete. I just want you all to know that. Yep. That is a fact. Yep. Yep. Don't need to fact check that one. It's true. <laughs> I was there, I yep. seen it. <laughs> Where was she from again? Michigan Tech? She's from Wisconsin. She went to Michigan Tech, yeah. Okay. 
There you go. And is the highest placing uh, U.S. Olympian in the biathlon? I believe so. At least the highest woman. There you go. Has ever gotten crazy. You partied with her. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I, I mean, I met her too, right? I it was that time so. period with him? Yeah. With our friend that we know? Yeah. You know, together? Okay. Well, cool. Olympic athletes, you know. We know one. Yeah, Not a big deal. deal. <laughs> Anyways. She has uh, no idea who we are, but. <laughs> well, maybe she met us again, she would. I don't know. That is episode 80. Nope. 68. <laughs> Dyslexic. Uh, 68. Um, half. Uh, not even half. About 20 to 30 minutes that we had Kyle. That was great. Had two kids. Uh, so now he's got three total. Good luck with that. Um, mm-hmm. Twins. Good luck keeping those straight and remembering which is which. I could not do that. Couldn't do it. You guys dressing them the same way and everything? I would not figure it out. No, nope. forget it. Um, I have, if you're interested, I have a quarter for sale on eBay. It's up to $20.50 for a quarter. What charging? Oh, wow. So that is episode 68. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Kevin, thanks for being here. Had a good argument or conversation. This episode. It was a conversation. Conversation. Hopefully We're it was still enjoyable. Friends. Oh, yeah. Duh. I told Brittany we wouldn't be. I was going to uninvite you to my daughter's <laughs> birthday party, but, you know. Ah, won't be able to be there till 3 o'clock anyway. All right. Maybe 3.15. But, uh, all right. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.